Establishing the Kingdom is Up to Us by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor For 7,000 years, we have been innocently speaking into existence a world for Satan. Our culture, lifestyle, even our religions have been shaped by the adversary through us. Unfortunately, everything Satan has taught mankind since the day Eve chose him, the tree of good and evil, is designed to kill, steal, and destroy. We've done a great job serving him. Look around you. We kill our own species, as well as the rest of God's creation. We lie, cheat, and steal from one another. Satan's world complements our efforts, calling us clever and shrewd. We, in fact, destroy the earth itself with our weapons of war and the huge equipment we use in the name of progress, leaving thousands of acres barren and not fit for anything. How did we manage to accomplish all of this? Through Satan's thinking and our speaking his thoughts into existence. We must therefore learn to guard our mouths, pay close attention to what we speak. We need to remember that in our simple daily conversations, we continue to speak things into being. It is a part of our created makeup. So, if we form our thoughts from a worldly database, this aids in the further establishment of this world and the dead works of man. Let me explain. Keeping in mind, we were created in the image of God. Father said, let there be light, and there was. Guess what? We were created to do the same thing. But when Eve chose Satan's wisdom, she handed her flesh the reins. Her spirit, created to be in control, became dormant, and she lowered herself by becoming a resident of this soulish, carnal world, turning her back on the kingdom of God. Her ability to speak things into existence, her natural talents and gifting, would now be exercised for this soulish realm. Adam followed his wife's example, and together they became perfect puppets for the enemy's use. Satan and all the evil beings that follow him desperately need man, as they are spirits and can do nothing on this earth without a body to live in and a mouth to speak their will into being. They have been using mankind to carry out their desires since the garden. In other words, man has voiced Satan's plan into reality for all these years. But God had a plan. He gave us a way to be born again through His Word, or called us into being, and then through His Spirit revived our dormant human spirit. He restored the original language given to us at creation, as well as the abilities we originally had through what is known as the gifts of the Spirit to our spirit man. So it is through our spirit making connection with the Holy Spirit that we prophesy function in word of knowledge, discern spirits, etc. Or at least this is how it should be. Without the leading of our spirit man, however, the soul guided by the flesh will be in control and using the gifting of God for the enemy. Thus the world has psychics, spiritualists, fortune tellers, 
and in more of the church than what we want to believe, showmen and fakes. Our spirit man, on the other hand, is not designed to see and hear into Satan's world, nor does he draw from our worldly database. His knowledge comes purely from the mind of Christ. It is from this knowledge the kingdom of God is established. Miracles are performed, and the impossible is made possible. Our flesh and our soul man cannot understand the language of our spirit any more than they can relate to the knowledge of God. In fact, the intellectuals of this world, astute in the knowledge of Satan, are frightened of the supernatural, mock God's knowledge, and do their best to draw away from it. The interpretation of the ancient language of our spirit has therefore been kept private between our spirit man and God. In this way, the Lord's people, although held captive by the enemy and fed lies through the world's knowledge, have been able to talk to their Father through what we call our prayer language. Line upon line, precept upon precept, over the ages, God's Spirit-filled people have acquired enough of His knowledge through the communication of their Spirit with the Holy Spirit to return to Him and at least partially come out from under the influence of the enemy. We call this insight into Scripture Rhema, but it is actually the Lord opening our understanding and filtering truth to our minds via our spirit man so we can move forward in the plan of God towards our restoration. God also wrote His kingdom precepts or laws on our hearts and minds to give our spirit man easy access in order to guide us to victory. You see, God's law is backed by His sovereignty. His power and authority guarantees fulfillment of Scripture or His word on our behalf. His word, backed by Him, will not come back void. Therefore, Scripture as well as true prophecy and the song of the Lord is God's law. This is how the church moved ahead over the ages in spite of the hindrance of false doctrines and the intellect of man. The Spirit of God raimed a truth to the spirits of God's people, causing them to see with eyes of discernment, opening their understanding. Believing in their hearts the truth applied to them, God's sovereignty made it so, as they spoke it into being. This means, if we really want to be restored to our original state of perfection, and wish to see all creation restored as well. If we want God's kingdom to fully come to earth, as with all these promises, and His will to govern our lives, then we must not only be born again, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Unfortunately, because of Satan's influence, many people do not believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and speaking in tongues is accused of being fake or demonic by much of the church. See what the enemy has done to man? Even those that do believe in the infilling of the Spirit, speaking in tongues and working in the gifts, have for the most part a very surface understanding of what God actually blessed man with, or why he did it. The facts are, his Spirit is equipping us to take part in giving spiritual birth to a new heaven and new earth by speaking it into being. 
Baptism in the Holy Spirit is a part of God's plan for our total restoration and a huge part of the method He will use to reestablish His kingdom. All over the globe, people are beginning to see what a mess we've made of the earth and are realizing things must change. Everything is faulty, inferior, and slowly crumbling. We need God's plan and should be so glad He has one. How do we begin to turn the fate of the human race around? For one thing, we can begin this adventure by yanking the reins out of the grip of our flesh, allowing our soul man to return to his subordinate position to our spirit and letting our spirit lead. Jesus didn't worry about his fleshly body, and neither should we. Matthew chapter 6, verses 31 through 33. Therefore, do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? What shall we wear? All the things our flesh worries about. For after all these things the Gentiles seek, people that don't know God. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. In other words, turn our minds from this world and all the things our carnal selves hold dear and apply our efforts to those things that will be eternal. To do this, our values must be reshaped. God promises an eternal kingdom ruled by His people. So not only is His kingdom everlasting, His people are to be eternal also. We should be doing all we can to establish the kingdom, its laws, its principles, its knowledge, so mankind can be restored. Instead of wasting our time studying the knowledge of the tree of good and evil taught by the world's educational systems, we should be studying the law of God, reading the scriptures as they are God's will for us, His law concerning us, so when spoken, our testimony can stand victoriously against the accuser of the brethren, Satan. When we know the law of God and walk in it, stand firmly by it, we win the case, as we are backed by the authority behind that law, God Almighty. Look at the glorious things that would happen if we could grasp this truth. As an example, there would be none, I say none sick among us, based on the law Jesus bore our infirmities and took our diseases, and by His stripes we are healed. One day, as we truly understand all that Jesus did for us, and we stand together united in our spirits in the knowledge of God, we will rejoice in the laws of God, as they will not only be our salvation, but our restoration. As a side note, did you know when Jesus drank of the sour wine, at the end, on the cross, He took our deterioration and degeneration with Him and said, It is finished. In other words, He took corruption to the grave in our place, so that the law found in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 53 and 54, could be fulfilled. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible 
has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality. Then shall be brought to pass the same that is written, Law, death is swallowed up in victory. Jesus did it all. He absolutely covered all bases. He, as the resurrected word, brought victory over the knowledge of Satan for all of humanity. But, and this is a big key, we must know the laws to speak them into being. We have to be able to quote them as needed. We can't let our flesh get involved either, as it will cause us to waver, taking us out from under the law's covering. We can't speak the law of God and walk out the knowledge of Satan. By his stripes we are healed, comes out of our mouth, but we reach for the meds to get relief. This is being double-minded, and the law can't work on our behalf. Each of us, I'm sure, has experienced failure of some sort in these areas, thus making it very difficult to hang on to the law. But, if we assemble ourselves together, and all the more so as the end draws near, as the word says, someone of us will have knowledge of the corresponding law and the experience of it working that can take a stand on behalf of the less mature or weaker one. As individuals, it's much harder. That's why God says, be in one accord, unite, and don't let the enemy divide or divert us. We back each other by knowing the law. In other words, as a body, we can win. I warn you, the soul man led by flesh will try hard to stop us from uniting. It makes us fault-finding, accusing, competitive, and all about self. The flesh really does not even love God beyond self-preservation. The fact is, our flesh is quite comfortable in this world and does not think or care about the new heaven and new earth that is to be established. Flesh will leave that up to others, that is, unless its life is being threatened. In distress, the carnal soul led by the flesh will become quite religious, but not necessarily a law-abiding citizen of the kingdom. All our flesh will do is make our soul man angry with God, because things don't work out for us according to scripture we may have read, but not personally really believed in or walked in. Our spirit man, on the other hand, sees the laws on our hearts and minds and selects the appropriate laws to overcome our situation. If we have fed the word of God to our memory bank, our spirit can filter the law from our mind to our soul man that can now recognize it bringing victory to our daily lives. In closing, for 7,000 years we have been doing everything Satan's way according to his knowledge. Time to change, don't you think? Time God's knowledge is accepted and his plan carried out. We can do it because it's already done. It is finished. It's law. Jesus did it all for us. Our victory is indisputable. God's sovereignty is behind it. His covenants guarantee it. All we have to do is believe and speak it into being. So let our goal be to establish God's kingdom and make sure the path we're walking is the trail to eternity. Establishing the kingdom is up to us.